It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show we love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was the year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Welcome to a special episode of Down Below, a Babylon 5 retrocast. It's just me this time. Uh, like I promised in the last episode, I'm just going to get caught up on feedback. You know, a lot of times we only have a limited amount of time to record together. And Skype issues lately have been eating into a lot of our time. So I know other podcasts are having the same problem. So... Reese is here with me. My voice doesn't hold up. I've been sick a lot lately. If my voice doesn't hold up, he may take over for me. So we're just gonna get on a train and head to Feedbackland. I've been watching a lot of Hell on Wheels lately, so that's where the train reference comes from. So first up, we have an email from Yarsto on the deconstruction of falling stars. Yarsto says, Gritting down below, casters. Here's my feedback for the deconstruction of Falling Stars, probably the most unusual episode of Babylon 5. I'll leave it up to the command staff as to how much detail they want to go into regarding the production side of things, but let's just say the fact that Season 5 ended up happening after all meant this one had to be subbed in. Now we went into detail in that. Uh, after a quick clip of Sheridan and Delenn arriving on B5 after their marriage, which follows pretty much directly after the events, of the last episode, we're, we're transitioned to a computer interface which promises to show events from the next thousand years. That, along with a mysterious man watching the results, turns out to be a framing device for a clip show. But not the usual type of clips from before. Instead, we get selections. We get a selection of glances at the ripples. <laughs> the ripples. The events of late season four will send ahead through history. The clips are an ISN show full of talking heads arguing with each other a few weeks after the battle for Earth. I wonder where the phrase talking heads first showed up. Maybe look that up later. Uh, Yarsha goes on to say an educational broadcast a hundred years after the formation of the alliance, which Delenn decides to interrupt. An attempt to create propaganda using holographic versions of the Babylon 5 proven 2762, which ends up starting another war on Earth. A monastery in 3262 where an undercover ranger is helping to restore Earth's technology. Though it's an unusual episode format, I actually do like most of the clips. The last one is often compared to the novel A Canticle for Leibowitz by Walter Miller. There are obvious similarities, especially in the setting. A monastery serving as a repository of past knowledge after a nuclear war destroys civilization on Earth. For me, having read the novel once and seen the episode a lot more often, they actually don't feel very similar. Without wishing to give too many spoilers, Canticle's frame is very much focused on repetitions in the cycle of history. 
While deconstruction's frame makes the destruction and rebuilding more of a bump in the road. One thing I really like about this setting in deconstruction, putting the characters from the show in actual holy books is just a beautiful little nod to the many mythological themes running throughout the show. Of course, at the very end of the episode, there's a dedication screen, which can essentially be viewed as JMS gloating a bit about getting to tell his five-season story after all against the odds. You can hardly blame him for that, can we? Quotes, Londo, once you know that it cannot get any worse, you can relax and enjoy the marriage. 2762 guy, not propaganda, good facts as opposed to real facts, facts the government has endorsed. Brother Michael, I'm having a crisis for faith. Brother Alwyn muttering that again. Episode dedication. Dedicated to all the people who predicted that the Babylon Project would fail in its mission. Faith manages. Favorite characters. Brother Alwyn. Alien. Dylan. Episode rating. 800 out of a thousand years of clip shows. Yarsto from the Netherlands. Thank you, Yarsto. I actually started reading A Canticle for Leibowitz uh, after we watched this episode, and it was pretty good so far. I'm not that far into it, but of course, as usual, I got distracted by other books. I'm in like two book clubs, and also trying to read other stuff on the side. Next, we have email from Lori and Carl. They say, I recall being very surprised at the episode back in the day and did not know what to think, but really had enjoyed it. Carl was not really surprised how final the last episode seemed, Now I kind of hinted that the finale was something a bit different. Looking forward to the ambassador's reactions. Our reactions for the final episode of season of, I guess, season four. So, is Delin's first, is Delin first lady or madam president? Oh, they are the first couple. Carl likes the Centauri way of celebrating marriage, assuming someone will get all of Londo's quote. Carl assumes the episode would be about deconstructing Sheridan and Delenn's fall from grace based on the title. He was right. Maybe. hundred years later, Carl knows that Delenn should still be alive and not surprised when she shows up. She is still very much Delenn. Five hundred plus years later, go Garibaldi. He's still great at his job, even as a hologram. Why was Ivanova missing? <laughs> because she was, <laughs> left the show. Um, a thousand plus years later, the scene was very mechanical for Leibowitz. I did note that before looking at the Lurker's Guide. See anyone else read? Love the illustrations in the book. We caught Ivanova the Strong and Marcus looking like a Knight Templar. What else was in there? A million years? Are humans becoming Vorlon? Since the sun should not be going Nova in a million years, that implies that it has been tampered with. Perhaps new, more powerful enemies? Quote, Delin, but it does not matter. Uh, we did what we did because it was right and not to be remembered, and history will attend to itself. It always does. Lori's ratings, 10 out of 10 human encounter suits. Human brother McComber. Alien humanity's future transformation. Wait, does this mean humans are aliens now, Lori? No. Um, Carl's rating, just five. Season five predictions, B5 will not be owned by Earth anymore, but will be independent. Thank you, Lori and Carl. Always good to hear from you, too. 
And I don't know if you remember, but Heidi wasn't available to join us for deconstruction. So she sent in some thoughts, and I'm going to read those if I can find them. Heidi. Oh, that was a long time ago. Okay. Heidi says, hey guys, I'm really sad to not be there for recording today, especially since you postponed from last week for me. I'm still stuck at a family thing that I thought would be done before now. I really enjoyed this episode. I love when a show does something completely different and going a thousand years into the future was definitely different. There were some problems, but it's one I could watch over and over, I'm sure. The hints of what is to come in the next season was great. The Colony of Size on B5 and whatever the heck that was with Sheridan and Delenn's son. I love that Delenn comes in and shuts down those talking heads even though she had to make a speech. My favorite quote was, Computer, shut down Mr. Garibaldi. I don't know what to make of the monk on the post-apocalyptic earth. I'm sure that it is a part I'll see something new every time I watch it. Favorites, humans, interviewer in the 100 years in the future. Alien Delenn. I really like this one, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 talking heads. Talk to you next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. So next, I have a couple of comments on our website from previous episodes. We do released a whole bunch of episodes within the past couple of weeks. Uh, so there's a comment on the face of the enemy from Arava, who we've heard from before. Regarding the Agamemnon, we never see his captain before now. After Sheridan comes to Babylon 5. The only other time we've seen it is in the season 3 opener, mess season 3 episode, Messages from Earth, where it is the ship that responds to the shadow attack on Ganymede and it fires on the White Star, not knowing at the time that it was Sheridan on the board and thinking they were the ones who destroyed the research base. We hear a voice from the ship telling the White Star to stand down, but we never see the speaker. Yeah, I think we were uh, discussing whether or not we had seen the captain before, because we couldn't remember. And now Aravaz comments on the deconstruction of falling stars. I agree with Ian's interpretation that the show itself is a history rather than current events. At the risk of being minorly spoilery, the final episode also goes a bit in that direction, calling it a special ISN documentary right before the final credits. This can also even be used to help excuse slash explain some of the more melodramatic bits, because the show itself is in an is an in-universe dramatization of historical events. But I always interpreted the destruction soul and therefore Earth the destruction of the sun and therefore earth as something the humans of the future perpetuated themselves rather than through the actions of a malevolent force. There's a mention of celebrations making this sound like a happy event, moving into the Vorlon homeworld and destroying our own to keep it and the technology it no doubt contains out of the hands of the younger races who are not ready for it. I never thought of it that way. Hmm. Good point. Who knows? Great maker knows. And now some uh, end of season four thoughts. First from Lori and Carl. Final comments from Carl. Dear Lurkers, did everyone forget about the shadows and the world killing Borlons or what? And I miss Crouton. And I still miss Kosh. 
Oh, we all miss Kosh. Uh, looking back over the season, it all comes together when Veer does his wave at Mr. Morden's head. I still miss him, though. It has been a tough season for everyone. Sheridan with his dying and coming back. Ivanova with his, with her dying and coming back. And Marcus with his dying and not coming back. Dr. Franklin with his wild unpopularity among fans and Garibaldi betraying all his friends, having his mind invaded by a crazy evil telepath. But there were some ups, like Londo and Jakar's new sitcom, Lanier getting to save Delin, Delin getting married, and the League of Non-Aligned Worlds 2.0. So it looks like the humans had a bad season, but the aliens had a great one. But I am sure in the coming episodes, more people will die and everyone will cry. Looking forward to it. Love, Carl. P.S. I'm still rooting for the shadows. Lori's final rating, 9 out of 10. Favorite episode, Intersections in Real Time. Favorite moment, Beer waving goodbye to Morden. Thank you, Lori and Carl. Looking forward to hearing from you again in Season 5. Um, and our final piece of feedback is from Yarsto. Yarsto says, greetings down below, casters. So here we are at the end of season four. Had things gone to plan or had TNT's rescue been known about sooner, we'd have had at least a half a dozen or so episodes yet to go before the defeat of President Clark. But that obviously isn't what happened. Season 4 continues much of Season three strength, but on the whole, I probably like Season 3 better. Due to the production issues, Season 4 does feel slightly rushed, as some of its plot lines aren't as fully developed as they might have been given more time. Even so, it's still a very good season of television. There seems to be less to say at the season wrap-up this time because so many plot lines were fully ended in Season 4, again due to those same production issues but I'll leave predictions to the ambassador, so instead I'll go off on a bit of a tangent That's something that I think hasn't been discussed yet. Here's an interesting question. Do the names of the Earth Force ships mean anything for the plot lines of the characters they're associated with? Take Sheridan's old ship, the Agamemnon, named after the leader of the Greeks in the Trojan War, a victorious general who is eventually betrayed by his wife. There seems to be a definite echo with Sheridan's character arc. Any thoughts on this, or indeed any other names that stand out to you? Quote of the season. Deconstruction of Fallen Stars, dedicated to all the people who predicted that the Babylon Project would fail in its mission, Faith manages. Moment of the season. The Agamemnon emerging from the fireball of the exploding defense platform. Characters of the season. Granted, this could have gone to many of the major characters, but I decided to go for some more minor to me. Minor, but to me, more memorable appearances this season. Human Captain McDougal. Alien, all of Family Zathras. Season rating, 19 out of 22 episodes, slightly behind season 3. Yarsto from the Netherlands. Thanks, Yarsto. Yeah, I've been, um, uh, I think we briefly maybe mentioned a few times the ship names and what they might mean, but we haven't gone into that much detail. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for all the feedback, everybody. Hopefully you're getting this. Well, this is published before we record our next episode. We should be uh, in the beginning. So that's all I have this time. 
Until then, goodbye and stroke off. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.